Hello again. Thanks for listening. Ashton and I are back with even more to share. But first, let there be games. Oh. Now, Ashton has not listened to this podcast yet. I have not. Oh, no. <laughs> I did this to myself. For a good reason. So you had no idea. I had no idea. And I definitely didn't tell you. Okay. The first one, I'm not going to do anything too nuts, but it's would you rather, okay? Oh, would you rather? Oh, Okay. Man. You ready? Okay. All right. Would you rather play an instrument or sing in a choir? Play an instrument. Would you rather eat cereal for dinner or burger and fries for breakfast? Burger and fries for breakfast. <laughs> Would you rather... No brainer there, right? No brainer. <laughs> Would you rather watch TV or listen to music? Music. Would you rather hike up a mountain or ski down a mountain? Hike. Would you rather paint a picture or take a photograph? Paint a picture. Would you rather learn a soccer kick or a karate kick? Karate kick. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather um, sew a skirt or knit a scarf? <laughs> Well, if you listen to the first one, knit a scarf. Knit a scarf. You're like, I can do that in circles. I can do okay. it. Would you rather um, wear a shirt with a hole or a stain? <laughs> Such uh, a sad question. Stain, I guess. <laughs> Would you rather bike or roller skate? Roller skate. Would you rather clean your room once a day or once a month? Once a day. <laughs> Would you rather ride in a hot air balloon or a submarine? Air balloon. <laughs> Submarine I know. You're like, I don't want to do any of these things. <laughs> would you, here's an easy one. Would okay. you rather eat pizza or tacos? Oh, tacos. Okay. Would you rather speak every human language or talk to animals? Oh, animals. All day. <laughs> All day. <laughs> would you rather camp or go to an amusement park? Oh, amusement park. Would you rather teach an English class or a math class? English class. For the sake <laughs> also, of the first episode. <laughs> Would you rather live in ancient Egypt or ancient Greece? Ooh, ancient Greece, for sure. Would you rather wear a hoop skirt or a flapper dress? Ooh, flapper dress. Would you rather, this is so weird, brush your teeth with a twig? <laughs> 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 Who made this up? Or use the same bath water as your family? Oh, twig. <laughs> Bring me the twig. <laughs> Oh my gosh, would you rather learn how to make your own pottery or weave your own cloth? Ooh, probably the pottery, but kind of both, but yeah, pottery. Would you rather always wear tank tops or long sleeves? Oh, tank tops. I'm a tank top girl. Would you snack on candy or pretzels? Candy. Would you rather drive through the mountains or along the coast? Coast. Decorate a cake or a room? Oh, cake. All day. <laughs> Would you rather um, plant a flower garden or arrange a bouquet? The bouquet. And, <laughs> and would you rather spend the whole day sleeping in or never go to bed at all? Never go to bed at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, you made it. You made I it. I made it. Wow. Okay. Guess what? Another game. This one is called Five to the Bell. Oh I'm going goodness. to hit a bell in five minutes. And you have to answer as many questions from this stack as you can. So you get five minutes. Oh, man. Okay. Best talker. Yep. Ready? Okay. What is the last skill you learned? Uh, sewing. <laughs> okay, good. Tell me anything. Ooh. Tell me anything. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's a good one. Last thing you watched on TV? <laughs> uh, Sugar Rush. <laughs> um, Go-to karaoke song. Oh, uh, I want to dance with somebody. A fun recipe you've tried. I just made lemon bars. With honey. <laughs> With honey. Yay. Um, a tradition you observe in your household. Um, 
thankfulness every morning. That's a tradition we made. <laughs> That's great. Two musicians on your playlist or CD player. Ooh, no brainer. John Bellion. One, one <laughs> non brainer. Uh, John Bellion and. Uh, tell me later. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll tell you later. Is That's the only one right now. <laughs> yeah. Is there something people typically don't know about you? Oh, yeah. Probably the fact that I used to lay in a creek and let lizards <laughs> crawl all over me. I yeah. feel like if anyone knows it, they're like, it seems to fit, but also terrifying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Expert in. Drawing out the deep waters of people. I feel like that's that's always something I love to do. Not necessarily always good at it, but love to do it. Is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? Mm, probably, yeah, because I'm a little bit of a spaz. Um, I think some people think I am the life of the party, but sometimes I am overwhelmed by a party. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, two words that describe you. Oh, man. Uh, I'm a learner. And a thinker. What book do you want more people to read? Ooh, uh, I mean, all the Lord of the Rings. I've read them 13 times. Wow. And you're wearing them <laughs> And I'm wearing well. them on my sweatshirt. <laughs> okay. If you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? Food. All day long. <laughs> now, specifically food parties. Like, to feed people. I love to feed people. <laughs> so fun. Do you find the match for socks when you do laundry? Uh, yes. I am the match finder. It is my role. Yeah. What are you reading? Ooh, what am I reading? That's a great question. I am reading, again, C.S. Lewis's Four, Four Loves. Okay. Top vacation this year, one you want to take or will take? Will take. Um, we go to Gwen's Island, which is a tiny little beach in this Airbnb with a beach in the backyard, and it's my favorite thing. Sounds lovely. Yes. What was your last meal? It was a lemon bar. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do you have a useless talent? <laughs> I can burp the ABCs. <laughs> what? Okay. Yes. Not that we would ever use that. <laughs> yeah. If I ran into you at a restaurant, what restaurant would I find you at? Ooh, um, Recent Hot Tobacco Company. Do you collect anything? Souls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that sounded so That's the dark side of the moon <laughs> part. The side of the moon. I collect, uh, yeah, I usually collect uh well it's maybe two i collect stories and recipes okay yeah what is something in your life more challenging than you expected being who god's made me to be being myself is there any human that changed the course of your life that is the first podcast if you listen um the um the family uh mandy and christy they were twins so i guess i should name them both mandy and christy (laughs) okay (laughs) if you were going to write a book about something what would it be Ooh, um, I think I would write about the power of the table. What is a place in scripture that is encouraging to you? Oh, so many. Um, Psalm 139 is like a life psalm for me. Um, it's kind of what God used me to, uh, to bring me to himself, like what pivotal moment. So that's my go-to back to scripture. I have tons, but that's like a yeah. go-to. Current podcast listen. Ooh, um... Well, this one, as of recent, because I listened to the first episode, none of the rest. That's why I'm unprepared for this moment. But uh, <laughs> but also, I really like history podcasts. Oh, so nice. um, there's a bunch of those. Go to, okay, go to breakfast. Sausage and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make the whole stack? No. No. <laughs> it's okay. I lost. No, I'm just kidding. I'll ask you later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 
Well, that was so fun. Mm. Moving on. Time to <laughs> dig in. Let's get into your garden, um, your garden bed. Mm. So you shared where you came from, which is your story that has already been written. Yes. But this part of the podcast is a little more dynamic. It's mm. the work, the life, the live show, if you will, <laughs> of right now. So before we get into all that, would you share a couple of things about your garden? So what neighborhood mm-hmm. do you live in and how long have you been there? Ooh, okay. Very good question. Um, we are in a new garden or new neighborhood um, that we are in July will be coming up on a year there. We left our house of 10 years to this new spot in, um, I guess it's considered Chesterfield. It's like right on the cusp of Richmond and Chesterfield. It's in a small little neighborhood where it's a good mixture of older families, generations. Um, They are I feel like bewildered by me a lot of times, <laughs> but I love, I've always really loved, um, wiser, older people. Uh, even when I was young, I used mm-hmm. to sit at nursing homes and talk to older folks. Cause I love, they love to tell stories and I love to listen to stories. So who is in your household? Oh, uh, okay. Yes. In my household, I have a husband that I am coming up on uh, a dozen years with, uh, of marriage, which is pretty exciting. Um, dating. I, I'm the worst. I'm not really good with dates. He is that person in the relationship that knows every one of our dates and all the years. Uh, it's it's a blessing that I can be He's like, the math guy. He's the math guy. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that's the reason because I'd be like, I know history, but for some reason, I don't know my own history. It's because yeah. I have all the other like yeah. dates in my head. But uh, yeah, so my husband, I'm coming up on 12 years. And um, then I have a daughter, Aurora, Aurora Bell Tower, all of the Disney princess names, <laughs> even though that's not why we named her. We named her about the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm glad you cleared that up. I got to clear that up for all the world. Uh, so she's nine, about to turn 10, a decade, which uh, makes me just overwhelmed in the best of ways mm-hmm. um and then a son uh obadiah sage tower what a what a stately name yeah. uh and seven years with him which is grace upon grace so yes, yes. so those there's are, a story there there is a story there. um how long have you been coming to remnant and who invited you which you already said well, so yeah. say it really fast <laughs> just for really this fast. Episode, i yeah. don't remember how many years i feel like maybe 10 plus but it's because yeah. like i said math and not my thing but uh the church i was involved in in college blew up to a church it was called alathea and then that church decided to join remnant in the unifying in that mission and it's been a blessing oh that's good since. to say because not everybody knows that yeah so yeah, yeah. yes I'm, i have a weird level of the history of remnant that i feel like people don't because they're like what alethea where who and i'm like yeah mm, that's there's right. like a cool little merging which it's cool because another church has recently merged again with us um mm-hmm. so it's just really cool to see all of us come and unify together so yeah yeah okay so i gave you some words ahead of time to be praying about as an mm-hmm. invitation to ask God to show you what um, he's up to in your life. Um, But can I first say how much I've marveled? Every lady has turned in their notes, if you will, back to me in a different format. It's like so (laughs) interesting. So now I have like, it's like a little visual catalog of differences in women that I'm collecting, which is really cool. You're learning us through our formats. Yeah, yeah, it is so interesting. So anyway, back to the garden words. Mm. Um, They're planting, sowing, watering, Training, pruning, weeding, and harvesting. Mm. And I'm not sure where you want to start. Hmm. Do you want to just start with planning? Any dreams? Oh, okay. You got any inspiration happening? (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> yes, I'm. I am actually a thinker and a dreamer. Um, between me and my husband, uh, he will always say, "Like, what are you dreaming and scheming about?" Because uh, that's <laughs> he like, knows. He knows. Yes, yeah. he knows. I'm a dreamer and schemer, uh, and God knew we'd be a good team because I can have lofty dreams and visions, and he helps like materialize them to reality and and also help me see what is actually doable and what yeah (laughs) you know what's and also helping me know when is the season and when is the time uh because I can if you're a dreamer out there you know you can have lots of dreams but not always know Mm -hmm. when the time and the season you know like is my dreams have been influenced by just this truth that's resounded in my heart of I only want my heart to sink into and dream about the things that will be in eternity like Mm. put my effort toward those things and all the rest like let them let them go because they they just won't go on forever um and I'd rather not waste my God-given gifts and efforts and strength that he gives me you know on on anything less so I'm just in a season of really training my heart and eyes and my prayer life to pray prayers like help me see like this season this time with seeing those things that will transcend into eternity that will be in the new heavens and new earth that like seeds that you want sown that will grow you know into eternity um and really help me put my hands to those things um and so that's just formed a lot of my dreaming and scheming um as of recent um and it also correlates i think with god's giftings that he has given me specifically um Mm. because uh i think you guys mentioned it in the first podcast and it's very encouraging to um to just know that god has given us this beautiful gift to share in his likeness um in his image and part of that is when, you know, Jesus came down from heaven to earth, he scattered the gifts of heaven and mm-hmm. and all of us got a, a taste of that, a piece of that. Yep. And so it's been really cool to just to get excited to see what are those scattered pieces that Christ has scattered specifically into my life uh, and our family's life and mm-hmm. to really like pray that God help tune my heart to those things um, because so often I've distracted myself with not things that, you know, are in eternity or focused on other people's pieces and specs and yeah. not, you know, grown my own. Um, and that's been a not a helpful distraction. So so that being said, like that's uh, formed a lot of the dreaming scheming, just, you know, dreaming about how to more harness the power of the table which i'm i'll go into more a little bit later and the also the power of a wedding that's just been something that recently um i've really enjoyed putting my gifts to um not a lot of people know that i love to help with weddings and um, coordinate weddings and plan weddings and so and god has just very specifically given me some cool gifts that really help in that department and so i'm just seeing that at the end of all time there's a feast, there's a table, and there's a wedding. Um, and there's pieces of that that he's put in me now. Um, and that I just get to practice that until I'm with him in eternity. And that's yeah. pretty cool, you know, like, um, but apart from sin in eternity and how sweet that will be. So I don't know if that was too vague. No, but. no, you're not. So it is a purposely vague question. I think the questions get more specific. Mm. Um, but I feel like God wanted me to ask you about meditation. Like mm. what are some verses or things 
that you are allowing to shape you? Mm, yeah, I think like um, for me, like certain um, words that are based on scripture or certain phrases based on scripture always kind of resound in my heart and then they draw me back to those scriptures. Um, one of the big one I feel like in this season is um, when, you, you know, basically God makes it known you have not because you ask not. Mm. Um, so just seeing that, I think Pastor James said this one time in a sermon, and he's definitely said it to me <laughs> in my personal friendship with him, <laughs> of underneath our Christian walk um, is literally like great needs and big ass that we have, you know, um, because literally the scriptures say we can do nothing apart from Christ. Yeah. Um, but someone who is a former pride monster sometimes tricks herself into thinking (laughs) that she has a hand in it um and god in his kindness has shown me humility looks like asking a lot um so just seeing my day through the window of okay if i don't have something like if i don't have peace if i don't have patience if i don't have kindness or any of these fruits of the spirits because i'm not asking for those things from the source of those things and so literally i need to remember like one of the verses has been you know like uh in James, like the, uh, all good gifts comes from the father of lights. And so remembering like where it all comes from. And so everything good in my life comes from that source. And so that's helped in the meditation, which I think goes hand in hand with prayer, just that asking, knowing I have not because I ask not. And then, you know, specifically just praying over, you know, Philippians 3 when it talks about kind of counting others' needs above your own. Mm -hmm. Because I've just been in a season where I'm like, Lord, I just, I really want you to do the miracle of helping me forget about myself. Um, Because that's really the call, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's not about me, it's about you, Christ. And then it's about what you've made me for, which is literally to love my neighbor as myself. And Mm -hmm. in order to do that, I need you to get me out of the way. Like I can't be focused on me. I can't be focused on whatever wants to draw my attention back to myself. Like um, I need to behold you. That goes against the definition of love. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. We hold on. I need to fix my squeaky chair. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I move, I'm sorry if you hear it. Okay. You're like, I know. I'm so sorry. That's when you know it's a real life podcast. Yeah. Okay. Please continue. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just uh, a reminder to me to like ask for the gift of humility and self-forgetfulness to just know that like in order for me to be who I've made, been created to be in his likeness, I have to behold him and hmm. who he is. And then as I behold him and see that I'm not like him, see the ways I'm not like him, then I ask for those things to change and see him come and be faithful to give because you know scriptures talk about like if you pray um and ask within his will it's just a yes you know and so he wants us to be like him um so yeah when you pray a prayer like god make me humble it might you might not like how he does it but (laughs) but he will he will help you be humble um but he he wants our desires to accord with his absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. and so yeah yeah, so I feel like right now in this season it's just those scriptures just really watching over my heart um and then how I'm beholding Christ on the daily is just really sitting in the Psalms because the Psalms really do a good job of drawing out the character of God Mm -hmm. um and specifically through his faithfulness to us and just it speaks of who he is time and time again like it's like David's going through a certain 
a certain situation, it might be stressful, it might be happy, it might be, you know, all the emotions might be there, but then what stays the same is God and who he is and his character. And so that's just been my big ask and meditation. God, Mm -hmm. help me behold you. Um, There's like an old hymn song, you know, it says like, um, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Um, Look full on his wonderful face and the things of the world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And that has literally been my prayer. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, I want that to be my the song of my life. Um, it's not that the things are weird. It's that they become alien. Yeah. It's uh, like, I don't, it's not even, it doesn't, the, those clothes don't fit me anymore. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. That new self. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something that you said or put a thought in my head. So I've been meditating on love a lot and also God's gifts and how mm. if my hands aren't open, I can't receive them, right? right? And so yeah. I've been thinking about how, um, and I talk about this on some of the other podcasts, but um, love is not just, the complete act of love is not just the one who gives it, like it has to be received. Mm. It's not just that I have open hands to receive, like true mm. love is desirous of yeah. love to be given. That's right. So mm. I think something that's coming through and what you're saying and praying for God to move in your heart and um, you're you're like making love even more, I don't know how to say it exactly, mm-hmm. but you're being desirous mm-hmm. of the love, of your lover yeah. or whatever, not just like, okay, I'll take it yeah. <laughs> or whatever. If you got it for me. Yeah, but I think word. that's so beautiful just mm. the, because sometimes yeah, not just to pray, but Lord, let me desire what you have for me. Um, mm. Be desirous of your love. It's a beautiful mm. prayer. Mm. I don't know. So what what are you sowing? Anything new? These are like seeds that you're pushing yeah. down in faith. Yeah, I think that was um, coming in with just, um, I know you're taking the analogy from scripture. So I know like <laughs> this didn't come to you, you know, but like I love that you're highlighting um, this garden parable mm-hmm. because the world started with a garden, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, and I believe like the new heavens and the earth will be the, the last beautiful garden, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it talks a bit more in city terms. So that's how it can get lost at the end. But, um, garden city, that's right. Garden city. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I've just been really, uh, reflecting on the garden in Genesis just in general, just to kind of see like, you know, where a lot of my root weeds coming from. Um, I can identify more with Eve than I ever have, which, you know, when you're first a Christian, you're like, I don't understand how Eve, and, you know, many years forward, you're like, yep, would have done the same thing, you know, like, or I feel you, girl, you know, it's like, some people are like, I'm going to beat up Eve when I'm in heaven. I'm like, no, I'm going to give her a big hug and be like, same girl, same, we both need Jesus. Uh, But anyway, but one of the things, um, that I was just like recently just taken aback again in, in awe is that, you know, way back in the beginning, God makes the world. It's this beautiful orchestra of just beauty and goodness and amazingness, you know, mm-hmm. that he builds this world and everything good in it. And he could have stopped, you know, like just with that um, because he was happy and content within himself. Like, yeah. you know, the Trinity was happy to just pour out that love, you know, amongst one another. But out of that access of love, you know, they decided to, you know, God decided to uh, speak into existence people who get to carry his image, Mm -hmm. you know, like a man and a woman that get to um, be image bearers. Mm -hmm. And it's like that to me, 
is just so beautiful because he didn't have to, number one. It was literally because he wanted to. So going back to that, he doesn't need us, but he wants us. Um, And so he created us out of a want love. um, And we can't really give anything back to him, you know? So it's like we always have a need love with him, you Mm -hmm. know, but he... His love is always want in our direction. So he makes us and then, but he also even more beautifully makes these two, you know, beings distinctly uh, different, but beautiful in his image that they get to carry parts of his image, you know, because he's so great that not one of them could, you know, hold it all that he distinctly made both of them and just the honor that is to as being made in his image as a woman Mm -hmm. that we get to be called um made in his image and he give us he gives us this this title of like a helper you know and i think in our culture sadly because the enemy is going to attack some of the most powerful things on the battlefield you know that's just how he works is he tries to take that role and make it something shameful and make it something uh to be looked down upon, to be something, to be a joke, you know, like our world makes that kind of role a joke. Um, But the scriptures talk about like, that's the same title that God shares himself. Like helper is the role that he gives the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, like this is part of going back to the beholding Christ. So it's like, and beholding God himself, you know? And so I've just been really setting my mind and heart on, okay, if I get to share this beautiful namesake this image of the third person of the trinity the helper then i better behold this you know um part of the train behold this um this god image that i get to be a part of you Mm -hmm. know and see how it outflows and then that'll actually help me understand going back to christ scattering his gifts like Mm -hmm. it helps me understand how my gifts can be most powerfully used when they're put in their right context when they're put in you know it's like when you know as a especially as an artist we this resounds in our bones when we make something for a specific purpose but it's not used within that context it loses its beauty and power in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways but we know when it's put back into its context and us as the artist can tell you what that is and it all of a sudden it comes into another level of just beauty and power and so I've just been really like reflecting on that and so you know um, some of the things that I've been just casting my eyes on about the helper is just like you know the helper in scripture and I have a bunch of scriptures and I'll just and I challenge you to go in the bible and just look at look for the helper and the spirit and see like what does God say about, you know, that in the Bible? Because it could just be a really cool opportunity for you to behold too. Um, But that's just what I've been doing, you know, just kind of going through the Bible and saying, okay, like first just dwelling on the helper, the spirit, he, you know, he teaches. And so um, just knowing that in myself, like that's a gifting of mine is, you know, to teach and to see that that wasn't something of me, Mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't something I came about by myself. But you see, like, the Spirit's not just teaching just anything. Like, it's mm-hmm. teaching and drawing out the wells of the wisdom of Scripture. And so just helping me understand that a gifting of teaching is most powerfully used in my context when it's rooted on teaching the Scriptures, you know, teaching the this is what God has to say and this is how we can trust Him and this is how we can build our life on the rock. Mm-hmm. Um And in past times, I might have been tempted to teach about other things that, sure, they're still great because there's the gifts, you Mm -hmm. know, like I can teach about art. That's a gift. But when I teach about art and then tie it to the greatest artist and who God is, 
then boom, life-giving right there, you know, Um, because it's taking the gift as it always was meant to be and drawing it back to the gift giver. Um, So not letting it stay with just the gift, you know, but like letting it do what it was always meant to do, which is draw our eyes up to, to God. So just saying, God, help me to be that type of helper as a teacher, you know, um, and sow that seed in my heart. And then, like, the helper brings remembrance of all Jesus' word, which ties together. That was another um, go hand in hand. Another one was the helper is it intercedes, you know, he intercedes and, like, just the power of prayer, you yeah. know, like that we get to boldly go before the throne of God. Um, you know, uh, I oftentimes think of like Esther, you know, when he she goes before the king, you know, like, I mean, she felt the weight of that. Like, she's like, surely I'm going to die because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, like, but we don't have that same fear in our hearts that we know we can joyfully skip into the throne room of God because we're a daughter, you know, we're a daughter of the most high. And so it's like us skipping up and hugging dad's leg and making a request mm-hmm. and knowing that he is, overjoyed to give us good things um when we ask and when we don't ask you know um and if we have that posture then we know that he will make his kingdom come through our asks Mm -hmm. because he chooses to use us that way he doesn't have to but he chooses to use us that way and so seeing the holy spirit as interceder and i get to image him you know like in that way and that just helps me understand god I see the beauty of prayer, you mm-hmm. know, when I see it that way. Um, so sow that seed. Um, the helper creates, you know. One of my favorite one is, like, in Genesis when it talks about hovering over the deep darkness, you yes. know. The spirit hovers over. It's like there was nothing. So the, it got, God essentially made everything out of nothing mm-hmm. and how magical that is. And that was part of one of the spirit's outflowings. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spirit creates. And I know so many women who just have the power. I mean, I think all women have the power to create. But just to see the way that um, our community has been so blessed, mm-hmm. um, to be able to see that grown in in us women that, like, we literally get to create and get to bring to life things, you know, yes. like, um, like my husband always reminds me all the time and it's super encouraging. He's like, you know, he brings like these raw materials, you know, mm-hmm. to the table and he says, here's raw materials. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like a little bit caveman, like here are raw materials. You know, he, he would, he, we joke that way, but like he, you know, but he's like, but then you bring them to life. Mm-hmm. Like you make, you know, he's like, I say, here's green paper and here's some food and you make a meal, mm-hmm. you know, that, brings life to people, um, that apart from that meal, people could die. Like it's yeah. that important. Um, you know, you, you, I give, you know, I say raw material house, you make it a home, mm-hmm. like, you know, and that's a powerful thing. Like, you know, so it's like us women, we just, we take that beautiful raw material God gives us and we bring it, we put flesh and bones and we bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so wherever you are, it's like, especially if you're a woman and you're called to be a helper, like you are creative, like just hear that because that's who you were made in the image of, mm-hmm. you know, cause I've heard a lot of women say, Oh, I'm not very creative. And it's like, well, you might not see it because the world might have defined creativity in a certain way or sure, like through yeah. a certain, um, flowing, like, especially coming, I mean, goodness, I'm an art student. So, you know, I understand how it's been truncated, but like in the realm of God's king- kingdom, creativity is like the sky's the limit, you know, yeah. and how that overflows. And so just tapping into that and seeing like, I get to, I get to participate with God in being a creator, like a small C creator, but like yeah. I get to participate with him in creating 
like raw materials into life. Yeah. Like what a what a honor. Like who who is man that you would be my like yeah. that's how I feel when I think of these things. Um, I hope you have more words. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you know helper creates order out of chaos. That's yeah. that's for my organization sisters out there. Mm. And I am setting at the feet of some some baller ones because <laughs> it's not my strength, but I want to grow it. Mm. But the, you know you women in there that are creating you know order out of chaos. Yeah. It's beautiful, and I'm learning. And hey, I love you match it. your socks. So <laughs> I know I feel like I'm Dobby sometimes. <laughs> I'm like the socks, huh? <laughs> um, but you know yeah it's just like we like literally there was chaos and the spirit said order mm-hmm. you know and you can look at creation and you see such a beautiful order mm-hmm. you know like that's why I love in Job when Job is you know going off questioning God he finally loses it and then God sets him down and gives him a nice little teaching you know and yeah. I love reading that because it's like in that whole part of that Job it's like he's literally singing the order that mm-hmm. he set in motion at the very beginning and it and it keeps order like our world keeps order and there's sin yeah. and there's chaos but like underneath it all there's design and order and we get to be a part of that and it's beautiful and then helper is comforter or that comforts um that's like you know compassion is such a strong gifting um as a woman and i've been the recipients of that so much in my life of just the the image of God so strongly flowing through women through compassion where they it's not empathy you know empathy says I'm gonna sit and wallow you know in your misery like mm-hmm. woe is us poor us no 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 compassion is greater they they step into the mess the fire the 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 terribleness and they you know lift you up mm-hmm. into your greatest hope you know of Christ and they don't wallow in it with you they 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 sympathize. They say, this is hard, but let's go back to our our strong tower. Let's mm-hmm. go back to our refuge. Um, and I've been at the hands of women's strength in that way and how they've been made in the image of God. And I just pray, God, help me be an imitator of those women as they imitate you and help continue to grow that in my own heart, you know, as it outflows in every role, yeah. you know, neighbors. I've, I've been with a neighbor who has discovered a loved one dead and I've been there in that moment Mm. I've had to pray God give me your comfort Mm. because that's all I have for this person who just lost their everyone and Mm. I know what that's like you know like being a a wife and comforting you know a husband you know like Mm. in in some of the hardest moments and being with our children and comforting them being with sisters in Christ and bearing Mm. hard suffering with them you know um but beholding Christ that he is that greatest comfort and it he shares that with his spirit. Um, and then just the helper spotlighting Jesus. That's been like a huge one yeah. um, recently because, you know, um, and this ties in with helper as influence too. Those kind of go hand in hand. Um, that literally the spirit, everything he does is just as beautiful and amazing, you mm-hmm. know, like it's all the rest of the Trinity. But you would never know because he's not about like, look at me, you know, yeah. like when you when you even try to give spirit, the spirit credit, sometimes you're like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, you know, yeah. um, and that speaks water to my soul because I'm coming out of just, you know, uh, an old me that really wanted the attention, wanted the affection. Um, and you're a daughter of Eve, so you're not alone. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to give her a hug and a pound it like, <laughs> praise God for Jesus, yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. And so we, you know, we long to. Um, try to get that 
glory, we get like glory over drive, you know, and we want to try to get it for ourselves. So I, I feel that in my bones and I feel that tug of that flesh and spirit. And yeah. so just praying God, like the spirit is all about pointing others to Christ, mm-hmm. you know? So everything they do, everything he does like is to point others to Christ. And so how can I live in such a way that like the self-forgetfulness it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be about me you know it doesn't have to be about the things that maybe I might be tempted you know even to try to take the gifts and be a clinging symbol because I'm not using it for him I'm using it for me yeah um and that really can you can only kind of see those things as you behold the spirit as that because otherwise you can really be self-deceived sometimes and think that you're using the gifts for God when you know you need the spirit to help you work in your heart Mm, but was the motive really for Christ or was it was it for me Um, and that's been a beautiful gift that the spirits helped me see in ways that I've done that in the past or I can be even tempted to now and say but that's not that's not what I was created for. And that's not where the true power is because if I give people me and not Christ, that's not going to help anything, you know, like, because anything good in me is Christ. And so if they see something good in me, I need to make sure they know who it's coming from because that's where the hope is, you know, and first Peter talks about like giving the uh, hope for, you know, the answer for the hope that is within us. Like, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like if someone sees something good in you, I want to be like the spirit and be like, no, 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 bro. Like, this one Jesus you know um and that's just been a beautiful new season to just behold that and pray that very specifically um because the spirit you know is an influencer you know like we're in such an age of influencers like it feels weird to use that term but I'm using that term because there's a reason why our culture is obsessed with influencers because Mm -hmm. they are tapping into a and it may being made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Like we were created to influence one another um, because the spirit, you know, I, the verse that I talk about is like in Exodus when the spirit influences these artists to mm-hmm. make, help make the temple. And it's beautiful. So if you have time, and especially if you're an artist, it's just a really cool scripture to like yes. read, to be like, wow, that's where all my creativity flows from, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where I literally have a muse and it's the Holy spirit. Um, but you know, to see that we were actually created to influence one another. Um, but it was always meant to once again, take those gifts influenced to the gift giver. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always the direction, you know, like, yeah. uh, taking the gift and directing it in the way that it should go. Um, and then lastly, like the helper makes a home mm-hmm. and that's very, very powerful because, um, like, Literally, the spirit is the evidence that God dwells in us and makes a home in us. And that's, once again, one of those humbling moments of like, who am I that you would come and make a home in me? Mm -hmm. You know, because I know the depths of my heart. I know (laughs) I know the yuck that can be all up in there sometimes. But you do, too. And you come and you make me new and you wash me in grace. Um, And I don't know if you've ever thought of this. Like, I mean, I come from kind of like a hard home background. But there's a reason why one of my favorite memories in the world brings me back into where I felt really at home, Mm -hmm. because that's the power of home. You know, if you talk to people, there's just this sense of home that is just so tangible. It's like thick, you know, like honey, like you feel it. And if you don't feel at home, it can almost feel like unsettling. You know what I mean? And that's because that home uh, power is just like that's, you know, 
right back to the source, you know? And so like to be able to make a home is a superpower, you know, Mm -hmm. in the kingdom of Christ because the helper does it first. And so as women, I, I hope, you know, sisters, if you're hearing this, like making a home is one of your greatest superpowers and it will change someone's life. Like I am the evidence that a home change someone's life like because christ used the power of a home to draw me to himself Mm -hmm. and so i think a lot of people especially you know knowing history and all of that the industrial revolution and all that you know all that stuff which i can babble on i'm not going to waste your time Mm -hmm. uh but it has turned the battlefield you know outside of the home or it's it's convinced us it's outside of the home when really all along it has remained in the home mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't mean we don't go out there work in the world but it's like what's the what's their trajectory like mm-hmm. where's the power lie um, and that's one of our superpowers that just in Christ have been like help me behold you spirit and the power of home that you create in us Mm -hmm. and how do I get to image you in creating a home because there's a different there's a difference between keeping a house and making a home those are two very different things um and if you ever want to talk about it ladies feel free to pull me aside because it's one of my favorite things to talk about Mm -hmm. um and what it looks like is just creating like I say I like to say where grace drips from the walls Mm -hmm. like you can taste grace in the cookies on the table. You mm-hmm. can taste grace in the just the aroma of the people around. It's like the very thing. Like listen to the first podcast I I, I spoke yeah. on and hear my whole story. And that's yeah. what it's talking about: the power of home. Yeah. And let that move you enough to to show you what the scripture has been saying all along mm-hmm. about that power. And so yeah, so those are just like some of those big seeds that I'm just like God. If I get to share this image of mm-hmm. you then let me know you in this way and let me tap into that power because at the end of the day, like I said, in my dreaming and scheming, I want the things that will be in eternity to to be what I focus on. And so if you started the world this way and this is who you are and you're consistent throughout all time, then this is what will remain. And that includes me getting to share in these beautiful, humbling superpowers essentially you know in christ um and i get to ask him to be like him and he answer those prayers and then i get to see how he brings his kingdom come Mm -hmm. through those asks and through that faith that i say i can't do it without you lord like i can't be a helper um not not out of the right heart not out of you know not seeing it for what it is like i need you to see help me see i need you to help me move i need you to give me the faith the strength all of it to be that to become that um to keep becoming that from Mm -hmm. one degree of glory to the next um so yeah those are just been some seeds that i'm like lord please and keep and it's probably seeds that i'll be (laughs) all all the days of my life (laughs) in the same sense it it had to start with a question of you because what we've been talking about it's sprinkled throughout our conversation is god Mm -hmm. desires a relationship with us and so this had to begin with a question in your mind that you Mm -hmm. took to the lord Mm -hmm. and then he about your identity i guess right absolutely and so and he answered you through Mm -hmm. his word and what i think is really interesting or it's interesting to me anyways is that he gave you a word Mm -hmm. a single word Mm -hmm. that and the word helper yeah and um you went to scripture to find out well what does that mean Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm encouraged to take Mm -hmm. my questions to the lord Mm -hmm. keep searching scriptures 
trusting that the answer mm. is there. Yeah. And what the things that you read off earlier are no small things. Like you yeah. just talked for just a couple minutes and it, <laughs> that's not even the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You oh, know? yeah. That's a precipice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And that's not even the beginning. And so if, if you're, if I'm feeling, which I, all of us, I think women can be very susceptible to feelings mm. like I have no worth or depending on, honestly, for me, like time of month or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just like, I can go into a really dark place. And Absolutely. like, I love that you're talking about an anchor word, because yes. sometimes some of us can get discouraged. Like I can't memorize scripture. God, why don't you could pray for that does you know, to yeah. happen, of course, but yeah. even just having this simple word, like mm. helper mm. as one example of many like anchors yeah. to hold on to as an identity mm. and like letting God tell you what that means. Amen. And, Amen. um, yeah, let him declare it over you yeah. and like letting like his, what he says be the stamp of approval, like yeah. all the stamp of approval that you need. And mm. you're saying that's what you're trusting and you're leaning into yeah. and you're inviting the rest of us to do the same, yeah. which, um, yeah. And help helper is not a shameful word. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Not according to God. And not he's the to God. only opinion that matters. That's what, that's what I tell people all the time that I'm learning to live for the eyes that truly matter. And mm-hmm. his is the only one that truly matters. So what he says about the helper, that's the final word. It's so, the final word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how are you watering this? This is your like mm. more daily mm. active tending. Mm-hmm. So how are you tending being this woman? <laughs> 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 Do you uh, wear a cape and So my kid Oliver when I was teaching him about Silent Final E when we were reading, uh-huh. we turned it into a superhero and uh-huh. so literally when he was learning I mean, I can't even tell you how many E's he drew, like, on his writing as a superhero. <laughs> and he'd say, why do you need me? Because, you know, if you're teaching yeah. your kids to read, there's, like, seven or eight or nine reasons. So I forget many reasons. Why you need silent finally. So he would draw it as a superhero. And we would always say, why do you need me? <laughs> why do you need me? And it was the best. I love that. I'm, yeah, I will steal that for those of my crew that's also like, what's the E for? I'm like, listen, so many languages are smashed in English. Super E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How I'm watering it. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's that, uh, daily acknowledging that, um, I cannot make that happen. Like I can't make myself be the helper. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and that is definitely out of a place of repentance because, you know, in parts of my, even, you know, coming to Christ and walk with Christ, I think, times I've convinced myself I got this like I can become the helper you know and I'm sure there's some ladies out there that can relate like pull up yourself by your bootstraps and be the the helper you know like or be who you are in Christ um if you know the helper isn't the word you know for you um and that's just that cuts you out right at the ankles you know like Mm -hmm. it's not gonna it's not gonna work you know um there's a line from a song that I really resonate with um it says uh broken legs but i chase perfection um and that that line always like haunted me like Mm -hmm. chasing perfection but when you have broken legs you can't chase anything you know and i'm trying to have a visual there and it's hard right it's hard (laughs) because it's like you're really trying you're knuckling it you're like army crawling but it's just not working um but that's actually like that's a good reality to rest and sink mm-hmm. into because we don't have to 
do it. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, good news. So, you know, the gospel is good news for every day. And for me in this season, the good news is, is you cannot be these things, Mm -hmm. but I will do these things in you Mm -hmm. because I can and will. I promise to. I've started at the cross and I will finish it at the end of all time and into eternity. So me who started a good work in you, I will finish it. Um, And there's great rest in that, um, that God has before the foundations of the earth created good works for me to walk in. Mm -hmm. That's how involved he is. And I see it in hindsight, but I didn't in the moment. And so even in my feeble attempts of just saying, God, I trust you and I'm stepping and asking, like he's going to do beautiful things because he is that great. You know, um, I think it's encouraging a lot of the times from the pulpit, our pastors will say, it's not the strength of our faith. It's the strength of the thing that we have our faith in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a thing. It's a who. It's a he. You know, it's a it's the one. It's Christ. Um, and that's restful. Um, so it's just helping me wake up every morning acknowledging I should not be sitting on this throne. This is not my place. Um, I shouldn't be thinking my role is to do this impossible task. Mm-hmm. I need to acknowledge the one who can do this task in me. Uh, the one who all things are possible through Mm -hmm. Um, and then come every day with like you were saying with empty hands and saying God fill them up today Um, so I know I'm I know the great commission you've given me you know go and make disciples of all nations like I know that's that's a calling that's Mm -hmm. a calling you've given me I know you've told me to love my neighbor as myself like there's just certain things you don't need to pray about in scripture like hey God should I love my neighbor today I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, he's like, don't pray that. I already answered that. Carry on now. Now pray for the strength to do that because it's so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard uh, to love your neighbor as yourself because we are intrinsically selfish people um, unless Jesus moves Mm -hmm. and uh, acknowledging that in a in a hopeful way. Like apart from you, Christ, I'm selfish, prideful and a turd most days. Let's just be honest. Um, But when you move because I ask and because you're good. Um, you do beautiful things. Um, And so every day waking up with that. And so that just looks like a lot of asking, a lot of praying. I've started to pray very, uh, I mean, I still pray, you know, longer prayers, but like it's sometimes just been like, whoo, Jesus, (laughs) help me not kill this person. I mean, it's that, it's that honest, you know, like, uh, God, you know, my heart, you know, my anger, you know, I've already, like I've already of your eyes opening in the morning and the first, like your eyes open, go, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I need you already. I just open my eyes, uh, you know, and just being okay with, I've learned this, like, um, this, you know, Hebrews 12, you know, the running the race um, yeah, and good. that, and that, like when, when we come to know Christ, we, you know, sin's no longer our boss, not the master. But not only that, but we're given uh, a new name. Mm-hmm. We're given the title of Daughter of the Most High. And that is a title that cannot be lost or won, um, which is great peace there. And if that's where you find yourself, because you just trust, hey, Jesus, you did it. You've done it. You will do it. And it started on the cross, and it will carry on forever. Mm-hmm. If you put your trust in that, you get that new name, Daughter of the Most High. And so then sins turn into, your sins aren't personal anymore. Like you don't identify with your sin anymore. So I don't need to defend my sin. 
Sin does not need anyone to defend it. In fact, it's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. So why defend? Why to try to defend or protect your enemy that's trying to kill you? It doesn't make any sense. I've done it. It doesn't make any sense. So you don't identify with your sin anymore. That's not who you are. So when you see sin come up, you look at it for what it is. It's a weight trying to hold you back mm-hmm. from running right into your Savior's arm. And because of Christ, we really can, in his name, ask for those weights to just ripped off and cast aside and so we don't identify with us anymore so we don't take it personally you know like when i see whoo you're that angry or you're that prideful or you're that selfish or you know whatever the sin may be i don't i remind myself but that's not who i am like that that's old me um who i am now in christ because when God looks at me, he sees Christ's perfection. Yeah. So he sees perfect peace, perfect humility, perfect uh, righteousness, all the fruits of the spirit. He sees perfectly. So I need to cast aside the sin who is not me and go back to who I really am in Christ, mm-hmm. which are those things. And so it's just helped me have a different relationship with my daily running of I see my sin as just those weights. And so as I see them, as I go throughout my day I'm not scared of them I'm not alarmed of them I'm not even like what like shocked by them anymore I'm like yep no wonder you're trying to trip me up because I'm running hard and Mm -hmm. Jesus is my strength and he's got a plan for me doesn't pay attention to uh anyone (laughs) that I guess what am I trying to say you know what I'm trying to say yeah it doesn't pay attention if if you're not actually running after Jesus he's like who cares they're fine they're not absolutely (laughs) absolutely he doesn't care if you're like the bench warmer like he's like you stay there uh I'm gonna leave you alone your life's gonna be awesome uh but the ones that are actually like trusting Christ yeah it's a formidable opponent Mm -hmm. going back to my knitting days Mm -hmm. that's making Satan shake in his boots you know as he should um and so if that's who I am in Christ it just changes every day waking up and saying okay I know this a lot of people don't get to say what you just said going Uh, back to my knitting days (laughs) (laughs) I pray that that is part of your story with all of you (laughs) I know right I'm like only only God can make that that unique um back in my knitting days uh Betsy I'm telling you she had a good word Uh, what you're talking about though the scope is just too big like Mm. even all the things that you were saying that a helper is it's just too big for us and jesus says daily yes that's what you concern yourself with ashton laura everyone else just daily daily you know open your eyes to me i'll wake you Mm. up honey in the morning as callie says on her podcast (laughs) and um i love that you know we'll start there yeah Yeah. absolutely and so you wake up and you say jesus I need everything today and I'm going to come with open hands and I'm going to come with all my ass today. And along the way, not just ass, but just gratitude Mm -hmm. because the fact that, you know, I can, I can stand up this morning because you put strength in my legs um, and I can walk and talk and breathe and heartbeat that that's like the, the, the minimum. And mm-hmm. that's pretty great, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's not even all you're doing. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just that constant, uh, I call it liturgy of our life where we wake up, we see, we behold Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to do that with, you know, just praying, just saying, God, help me see you because I can't see you if you don't show me. Um, and then getting in his word, cause that's where you see him. Uh, very clearly it's like you see him first and foremost so clearly in his word and Mm -hmm. then he has those just 
beautiful other ways that he shows you through his people, you know, um, through his world. But you won't be able to interpret those things correctly if you don't go to the source first. And Mm -hmm. so it's just that daily liturgy of feasting on who he is and his word, asking for the eyes to see, and then asking for all the things that I need to, to see in him and be like him. Yeah. And so it just changes uh, the daily growth thing of I'm not trying to make myself like Jesus. I'm trying to behold Christ and let him make me like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means everything that comes in my day, good, bad, ugly, is just an opportunity to come before the throne see him who he for who he is yeah. and ask to be like him um and that just helps on some of the hardest days on mm-hmm. even some of the best days because mm-hmm. i always tell people i'm like it's the hardest days and the best days sometimes to to praise god um because the best days we get prideful and think we've had a hand in it yep. at least for me i can only speak out of my own um stuff but and then on the worst of days i can be like I've, i feel david where i'm like lord why have you forsaken me you know and he's like <laughs> boo-boo I have not left you I have been here all along but but you need to see it you know Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah so I think that's just the daily watering of just knowing that I cannot water the garden I have to go to the living water and I have to plant myself by the streams like Psalm 1 talks about Um, and the tree doesn't plant itself Mm -hmm. it it sucks out the source of that water and it relies on that water and so prayer and eating the word and uh, being around God's people like those are absolutely just critical they cannot be removed you know and so if you you know if you find yourself in a season where any of those are missing just know like that's not what god has the good gift you know for you and and it's not i have to remind myself the same thing if any of those things are missing like i'm cutting off a life source you know that i really need um so yeah that's kind of my daily watering whoa that's crazy because I wrote down in my notes to ask you something about being <laughs> cut off. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, in the next section, which is actually training or pruning, which is, mm. okay, what in your life doesn't feel good right now, but is good. And um, so Ryan was just pruning a tree that we planted last year. <laughs> and we don't know what we're doing, honestly. We yeah. honestly <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. So I'm learning so much, but I'm not there. We cut some branches. And then we're trying to, some of them we put in the trash, but some of them we're like taking them away and we're, we cut into them again to mm. repot them wow. so that they will someday yield life. And so I was going to ask you, do you feel mm. cut off at times? Like, which is this <laughs> training? Yeah, how do you relate to the the cutting? Because mm. um, God's not throwing you in the trash. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. it hurts, but it's ultimately to yield life Absolutely. in your life. So is there something you're going through right now or experiencing? Mm. Mm. The pruning. Yeah, the pruning season. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it relates similar to um, uh, you know, uh, awesome saint said once t- one time, like um, you know, to to be able to see. God, a lot of the times wielding a, a surgical knife, you know, it's like that it hurts, yeah. you know, when you get surgery, but it's for a life giving reason, mm-hmm. you know, like it's to bring more life. It's to help you thrive. Um, and so you learn to, to see it as a good type of pain, you know, mm-hmm. similarly, like, you know, when you're laboring a baby into the world, like that was the thing that it, remind me like hey this is I would always say this is productive pain you know like <laughs> this is bringing life uh it, it feels 
crappy, but it's productive pain. And so it's like uh, seeing that pruning as mm-hmm. that, that productive pain, that, um, that surgical knife that comes and cuts because uh, God wants you to thrive and wants you to blossom uh, in the ways that he wants to grow you. And so it's, it's a gift. And so, yeah, absolutely. Um, just in a season, a beautiful season where um, just having, uh, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, being able to have a watch over my back and um, having people like who have eyes that are similar to the eyes that matter, like which is Christ because they're viewing you through that lens, but it's through a protective love. And sometimes that's that hurts, but in the best of ways, like when they show you things Um, sins that are tripping you up that maybe you didn't see and you weren't as aware of. Um, And and it might also be like, you know, uh, when you prune, sometimes you continue to prune a certain, you know, uh, thing. And I think it's similar with sin. Like, you know, God's conquering like that's why some people are like, am I getting more sinful like, yeah, the longer so I'm true. walking with Christ? It's or so is it, it's like, no, no, no. He's just like getting deeper. And the closer you stand closer to Christ, the more the more you see, ooh, I got some I got some stuff on me. Um, but, you know, it's like even sometimes further pruning. It's like he's he's taking maybe a root sin that had a real deep root and he's hacking from one glory to the next away, you know, like at it. Um and I'm not sure if this was relating, but I think it was similar. Is this the pulling the weed section or? No, but you can go right oh, into that. Okay. I can combine them. Um, yeah. the Because pr- obviously God is like pruning and then he's helping me see with his hands. Weeding doesn't like, not have to feel good either. No, weeding <laughs> is not funny. I, I honestly took a page from someone's book and said, let that be one of your kids chores. I was like, that's a great idea. I'll pay you small children to, to weed. I do it with them, but like eventually they'll, I'll, yeah. they'll, that'll be their 9 million jobs that they have. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So just like that pruning and weeding. And so it goes back to, you know, that the garden and seeing like, Oh, a lot of the, I see where these big roots are coming mm-hmm. from these roots and weights that try to hold me back. I see where the the origin, you know, like, uh, comes from, um, and it's basically, you know, when the helper gets spoiled, you know, like a good thing gets spoiled by like, you know, taking a good gift, but turning it in the wrong direction or, or letting sin come in and twist it. And so, I mean, these are just things that God has continually worked in me and it's just been a cool new season to just help have saints help me see a different aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, um, which is, me preaching also to myself, you cannot know how to fight your enemy if you don't know what the enemy looks like. You know, like if it's just this ambiguous thing, um, if you're, you could be like throwing nunchucks at it, but maybe it's invulnerable to nunchucks. You don't know because you don't know what it is, you yeah. know. So there's a way where when you get to when you're getting close to Christ, it helps you more hone in on your enemy. So you fight with Christ more effectively. Um, and for me, I will say it's impossible to do that apart from the word and God's people. Like, I just don't think, I don't see how that can happen, especially scripturally. So one of the outflowings, you know, like I was saying with a helper, um, that grabbing for control or power, you know, or glory, it's like something was always haunting to me. I had listened to a sermon or read a book, like that's, that's what happens when you listen to a really, a lot of really good things and read a lot of good things. Sometimes they all mesh together, but in some form it came saying, you know, when Eve reached for the apple, like she was reaching for power and control and glory that she already had. 
because she already had the source of those things. She walked in the garden with him. It was just the matter of how God wanted to help her work those things out. And it was with him, you know? Um, And so that was really haunting with me in a good way that sometimes I can go spoiled and bad because I'll try to grip for power or control or glory forgetting all along. I already have those, you know, when I'm found in Christ. Um, but it's through him and it's not for me, it's for him. And so, you know, just seeing, okay, how in my life, you know, cause a lot of my anxiety can flow from just that power gripping, you know, yeah. that control gripping, because I'm not coming from a resting place that I can trust God and that he is good. And so I think I have to, like, pull the, you know, driving wheel. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Steering wheel. Thank you. I was like, wow, words. I have to grab it because, you know, I don't think it's going. I think we're going off a cliff, you know, mm-hmm. and God's saying, no. Once again, like he says to all, like all throughout scripture to the Israelites, this car remember, can fly. This car can fly. That's right. We don't need to worry about that. So, yeah. So that's just been pulling that weed of seeing when I'm trying to grasp for control, power, glory, but not going to the source of those things mm-hmm. and submitting myself to him and trusting in him, knowing that his hands is the best place for it to be. And if I pray to that end, my soul will find such deep rest that we will make no sense in the best of ways, like peace that passes all understanding. That's where it's found. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of been a weed that God's been gracious where, you know, it doesn't feel good to be like, Ooh, that's what I did. That's yeah. what I was grabbing at that are when you I was a, anxious. Yeah. Are you a messy weeder? <laughs> Does dirt go everywhere? <laughs> it goes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, if a sin's going to be exposed, it's going to be loud and proud. Uh, and But the, I mean, it's like, hey, well, clearly that's what God needs me to be is loud and proud about that sin. So he can be like, but you're so loved. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and that, that flows into one of my core things that Christ is constantly trying to let die in me is my pride. Because when you struggle with pride... At the core of pride is like, scoot over God off that throne. I'll take over. I got this. Uh, You know, like that glory thief um, taking the gifts and then making them about you. You know, making Mm -hmm. them about the world's applause. Because if you go back and listen to the first episode, just coming out of, you know, um, a place of thinking that I needed, you know, um, or I had so desired people's affection, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, I was so hungry for it because there was an affection that I didn't realize that was being filled by God, you know? Um, and I, I didn't see it or if I did see it, I didn't think it was enough. And so what that created within me is, you know, that, that Eve tendency to be like, well, I'm not going to go to the, the one in the garden, the King of the garden for this. I'm going to go try to make it in my own, you know, strength. Um, uh, one of my favorite singing artist is John Bellion and he has a song uh it's called Stupid Deep and the song has become one of my favorites because Mm -hmm. it was just like I feel like it's me when I'm struggling you know with old Ashton um this is kind of the song that she's singing it's very short but the lyrics are what if who I hope to be was always me and the love I fought to feel was always free what if all the things I've done were just attempts at earning love because the hole inside my heart is stupid deep What if where I've tried to go was always here, and the path I've tried to cut was always clear? Why has life become a plan to put money in my hand when the love I really need is stupid cheap? 
you know, I'm trying to get something I already have, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm trying to do it within my own strength, within my own means and the way that God has not designed it to be gotten and he's not withholding the goodness from me. And so the pride that he's letting die, the, you know, grab it control, the power of influence, because um, a lot of this is old ashen stuff, you know, when yeah. I before I knew Christ. I used to use my influence because it's a God-given character to be like one of those people that can be what they call like a magnet. You know, Mm -hmm. I can draw people to myself. Um, But before Christ, it was for all the wrong reasons. You know, like I wanted you to draw be drawn to me so I could manipulate you to love me, Mm -hmm. you know, to get the love that I think I so rightfully deserve or earn. Um, And so that goes back in that, you know, song like, you know, what if all the things I've done are just attempts at earning love when... I've already had it all along, you know, in Christ. And so putting to death that uh, that wrong outflowing of power of influence that we talked about, the helper, there there is a place for that yeah. when it's grounded in Christ. But it was always meant to, when we draw people to ourselves, it was never meant to end on us. The drawing was always supposed to say, look at these good things and look at who gave them to me, mm-hmm. you know, and put your hope in him. But where it's gone wrong in my past is just I've got given a lot of people me, but not Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's not helping anybody, you know. And so it's all the good gifts that I can't take credit for. And I didn't even maybe think I was, yeah. you know, making sure that these these gifts are not clanging cymbals, but they are a sweet song just being sung back to harmonize the song that you want us all to harmonize with, which is the song that you created us for, yeah. you know. You know, and then what flows, you know, the power of beauty uh, before I knew Christ, That because that's another thing. God made women beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that was something that before Christ I didn't believe. Crown because, of creation. Yes. I mean, that's a big deal, girls. So if you're out there and you don't think you're beautiful, once again, God. <laughs> has the final word so believe him and that's coming from someone who struggled with that and I've learned to tune my ears to him in that area and tune my eyes to him in that area but before I knew Christ I would use the power of that beauty to essentially manipulate men or manipulate a situation you know because there's power in that mm-hmm. God-given beauty. And so just learning that the beauty was not for once again for me. Mm-hmm. The beauty was given in order to point back to the one who created beauty. Mm-hmm. And in his eyes, it is truly beauty. And also helping people see what he actually says is the core of that beauty. You know, um, that sometimes the outflowing of the core is what we focus on. Mm-hmm. And that's fading, you know, when we're we're giving them we're like half selling them when it's like no 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 that's that's not all you know that's only half um so using that god-given beauty to number one give that beautiful gift to one man and enjoy that as it's intended to be you know in in the in the garden of eden we get to enjoy but then further like any other beauty and influence is just to say yeah, let's talk about the one who gets to say what is beauty mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And a beauty that's going to, once again, going back to, will it be in eternity? Will that beauty be in eternity? Because I know there's some beauties that won't. It's going to fade, you know. But there will be beauties that I can hang my hat on and know and it will be there. Mm-hmm. And so let me put my time and effort on those, the core of that beauty, and not be distracted by the outer shell, you know. Yeah, and um, scripture will tell you if that's the question you bring to God. He has so much to say, you know, in his word. And then lastly, one of the outflowings is similar. You and Ryan talked about in the first uh, podcast. 
I have been a woman who has struggled with jealousy and envy in my life, and it's going back to that. I have been so distracted by the other scattered gifts of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, of other people, and I've neglected giving honor and worship and glory of the own, the, my own gifts that he's gifted in his tremendous grace to me. And so one of the things that a while ago really helped show me because I would have I wouldn't have been that person to be like I'm not a jealous envious person you know I think we all I think it's one of those sins that is hard for people to confess because it is humiliating sometimes no one wants to say that out loud but it's like the Bible specifically speaks about it so it is a reality amongst human beings but it's like uh, an author wrote one time about a perspective that helped free them up on you know jealousy and envy especially amongst women And she was just saying, you know, think of our whole lives, you know, say, for example, we're on this battlefield, you know, and we're going hard against this enemy. You're not looking to your left and here's this fellow warrior and they are killing it on the field. They are going ham on whatever it is, a spear, arrow, whatever is their weapon. They are destroying and taking names, you know, not looking at them and be like, meh wish I could throw a spear that way. That'd be really cool if I could do that. No, you're just happy they're on the team because you have the same goal. You have the same enemy. You have the same uh, kingdom come. You're not over there wasting your time wishing you could spear like them. No, no, no. You're focused on what, what's my weapon? What's, what's my role in this battle? Um, So I can link arms with my fellow warrior and we just take names together in, in Christ's name. And that frees us up to see each other. Number one, get to be grace hunters in one another. Like I, that's one of my new favorite things to do is to look in to my brothers and sisters life and say, do you see Jesus in you? Do you see him there? Do you see that little speck of heaven that he scattered to you? Like, um, if you don't see it because It's a formidable opponent on the battlefield. And I pray that over you. And I pray that Jesus grow that in you. And so it helps me celebrate Christ and other people. And then it helps me focus on, okay, but Christ, what what is the specs you have for me? What What is your shared glory that you've shared with me? And then that really helps me worship and honor him. You know, some people will like say, stay in your lane, you know, like, and there is an aspect of that. Yeah, stay in your lane. But it's also just worship Christ with a gift he's entrusted to you um and as you see that in christ and as you start to worship him him in that um and you rest yourself in who you are because jealousy can come from a place of forgetting who you are too you know in the magnitude of who you are um, because you think someone has something that you don't have and in christ we all have the same king so none of us have something that the other doesn't at the core of the treasure, you know, but we do have different gifts, but that's on purpose and that's a good thing. And so we can learn to be each other's biggest fans and cheerleaders while also still killing it in the game and the things that Christ has called you to. Just reminding myself daily, who am I, you know, as a daughter of the most high, I have all I need and Christ is the greatest treasure. I share that with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And today, what is what is the gifts that you're calling me to put my hand to yeah. so that your kingdom might come? And then that changes the battle against jealousy and envy. And so when you're listening to a podcast like this, it could be tempting to say, well, I wish I could throw a spear like so-and-so, you know, that you're listening to. But instead, don't get fixated on the gifts. Get fixated on the gift givers and the core of those gifts and see Christ in your word. What 
what's been the specs of gifts that you've given to me? And how do I grow those things? And how do I be your cheerleaders to my other sisters in Christ? And also just see Christ in them Mm -hmm. through this um, so that I might recognize Christ in my own life and what he's trying to do, you know, in me. And that will look very different in a lot of us. And that is on purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. Like, an art piece, if you zoom in, has so many different colors and blotches and strokes. But when you stand back, it makes total sense, mm-hmm. you know. And so don't get caught up in the details. Step back and see the beauty of what Christ is doing. And then celebrate that in Christ in you. And if you don't know, if you don't know what your giftings are, then just submit yourself to other Christians and say, can you help me see? Mm-hmm. Can you help me see Christ in me? Can you help me see my giftings? Like, can you point those things out for me? Because sometimes we don't see them very well, you know? So well, I went off on a small tangent, but, and those are just like some weeds that I feel like he's constantly pruning from one degree degree of the next. So if you hear anything in me that's like, wow, she's really like grown in those things, like let that know that's from the gardener's hand. Yeah. Um, and know that that's not like, I'm not every day resting in that truth. I grapple with it sometimes mm-hmm. and I have to go back to the source and I have to say, hey, I'm jealous because I'm not asking for contentment yeah. and gratitude. Oh, I'm prideful. Well, I'm not asking for humility. So I need that, Jesus. Um, you know, so hear the the good words I'm giving you because I'm trying to give you Christ and just know that I'm a fellow human <laughs> in the race with you saying, whoo, let's go back and ask for that. And those are just, you know, pruning and uh, weeding. It's just par for the course. Yeah. And it's and it's a evidence. The Bible talks about discipline and weeding and pruning is, is evidence that we have a God who is a good father. Yeah. And he loves us. That's my weeds. Yeah. So... There's been a lot throughout this podcast that's just been about singing, I feel like. Mm. And we talked about Narnia several times. But um, <laughs> I feel like there's a part where Aslan, he, like, declares or roars or he's like, sings, he sings over the kids. Yeah. And then we were just talking about the power of the king declaring mm. who you are. And um, the kids and I have – we're still um, – if you listen to the other podcasts, we're still studying medieval history right now. Oh, and so we were – doing like knights the other day yeah we're still in king arthur reading all his tales and like each knight of course as you know like has their own symbol or their image or their name and if you read in the arthur's tales sometimes they change shields or whatever and then they don't know who they are or their enemy doesn't know who they are or whatever so the identity piece becomes so important wow um so i was it's just it was a cool thought to me to think Mm. about even what we're talking about, how you displaying what is true and that truth is not meant to be hidden. Mm. And in a world that loves to declare lies about women, like what a compelling thought to display that somehow. And I don't actually know what that would mean. So I leave it into the hands of another capable woman to like think of an idea (laughs) because I was really moved by that. But when learning Mm. about the knights and just thinking like, oh, they don't even know who they are because They're not declaring it, so they're forgetting. Or I love that you had like one word, and I'm not saying that's the only word, but I'm just saying you're starting there with a very strong anchor. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to be thinking about that more. Yeah, and also that makes me think of, um, I think it's Zephaniah 3.17, which literally is talking about God sings and dances and delights over us. And that has been such a humbling verse to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's helped me understand the heart of God. Because sometimes we can think of God as this disgruntled and disapproving, you know, fatherly figure. But he's really not. 
He's, I mean, on your worst of days, or your best of days, he sings and dances and delights over you. And he sings over you who you are, mm-hmm. who he is, who you are, and who he's making you to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, songs are powerful. That's why music is so powerful. Well, you he know? invites us into the dance yeah, to echo it back. Yeah. Um, or not the dance, the song. The song, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I've Maybe heard it both dance. ways. No, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah, the song, yeah. It's mm. beautiful. Let's move into the final section, which is the harvest. Mm, the harvest. Um, what are some of your answered prayers, um, the ways that you've seen God's faithfulness or everyday graces and victories? Yeah, just the harvest, just to see um, Christ um, every day answer those asks. You know, I've learned to tune my eyes and ears to, because some people will call them like, the small mercies, you know, but to yeah. me, they're really not. So it's like, if I see an inch of patience, it's like, God's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see an inch of compassion, he's right there. Um, and then it just changes the di- dynamic of seeing that he walks with us all throughout our day. Mm-hmm. When you tune your eyes to see that anything good in you is him, then you will know that he never leaves your side mm-hmm. because any good that you would see during the day has to be a result of him. Yeah. And so I've just been in a beautiful season just to see like, man, God, the harvest is plentiful every day. Mm -hmm. I just don't always see it because I don't let myself see it. And so it's like in this, what seemingly small ass turn into big things. The daily just asking God here, take my mustard seed and do something with it Mm -hmm. um, to growing into beautiful big things. And, um, And so then it helps me know when I feel like I'm asking a big ask, it's like, well, surely if he can do all of these what seemingly are small but not really small things, then surely he can do these big ass, especially if it's in line with the good things that he's trying to do. Um, and well, it's I'm just, thinking of um, in the parables, of having watched The Chosen, we refer, or Dallas refers a lot to bringing your fishes and your loaves. Well, what did God really do there? He just made lunch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just made lunch. But that lunch kept 5,000 people alive. Yeah. I'm like, man, we just, sometimes there's such yeah. magic in the mundane and we miss yep. it, you yeah. know? It's like, because it's like, look at the world. God chooses to use the mundane mm-hmm. in the greatest of ways. And to me, that that makes me chuckle because I think that's a, it's a comical God, mm-hmm. you know? But also just such a creative and wildly just beautiful God to to let us participate like you said mm-hmm. in singing the song back and doing the dance back um that he really doesn't need us but he uses us and uh and yeah so we get to like bring our fishes and loaves and say it's all I got Lord I just got one one and he's like five thousand and it's like and that was even like a small thing you know he, he literally brought so much fish it almost tipped over you know like a boat it's like but once again that's a small thing mm-hmm. for our God and so it teaches us to have a uh, um, have big ass and anticipate the answer of those big ass. Mm-hmm. A cool season of just like a bigger ass that has just been beautiful to see is just to see like literally asking God to save certain loved ones that um, that I want to be at the at the Lamb's feast with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, then the new heaven, the new earth. I want to be clanking glasses with and mm-hmm. and singing holy, holy, holy is a God Almighty. Um, that he would answer those things, you know, and first and foremost in my household, seeing him save my kids, um, which is a miracle and beautiful. Um, that once again, someone who comes from a background that I came from was terrified to be a mother and sees like, God, you literally can't take a mustard seed. 
Like you can take someone who is foolish to the world and, you know, uh, doesn't make sense and you can use them as a vessel and, and use this great people that you've given them like a family, like just, I think of my own story. And then I think of my children's story that they will be swimming in the water of grace their whole lives. And that's a sweet gift, um, that God gave to me before I knew it was a gift, you know, uh, that I could pass and give to them. And so this beautiful legacy that he was answering prayers that I wasn't even praying and knew how to pray at first. And then he taught me how to pray and to see him answer those prayers. And so to see my little girl, my little boy, um, Obi getting baptized uh, in on Easter. Mm-hmm. Part of our story is, you know, when he was little, little, um, he battled cancer. And that was uh, that was a point where, you know, I did. I had to wrestle with God and say, hey, I'm asking a big thing like I'm asking that you keep him around a little bit longer. And I know that's part selfish, you know, because to be with you is to be, you know, in glory. And so just being able to trust God and say, I'm asking a big thing. Um, But I know, know, like, if you say no, it's because you have a greater yes. But if you say yes, it's because that is the greater yes. Um, And to see, like, he he has answered that prayer for seven going on eight years. Mm -hmm. And so it just teaches me to to trust him with every, you know, good gift he's surrounded me by to be like, hey, every day with this good gift is is another day with that good gift. Those have been some pretty big asks in my life, um, because if anyone knows when you birth a child, it's like your little heart running around out in the world and (laughs) and a little piece of you. And you're like, wow, God, I finally get kind of like this this father parent love that you have for me but such a small taste so it gives you a beautiful perspective of God and then you know doing the big ask of keeping um just a faithful strong love amongst me and you know my husband that's like something I don't take for granted especially in a world that is against marriage you know um that is trying to attack that battlefield as well um and that God would stay true to see us through, even when we're being ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> even when, you know, we are uh, trying to steer the ship, he's like, no, that's not for you to do. And I'm going to drive you to beautiful places. And to say that we're 12 years in and the love feels stronger and deeper than it ever does. And you can only feel that in marriage and know that tangibly in marriage if it's rooted in Christ, you know, and you have Christ for it. And then I think just the big prayer of God helped me to be a part of your kingdom, come here on earth. And that has continually been answered through like just the people here in Richmond. Uh, and at Remnant, we have tasted, I always say that like, um, any community group or any time, any remnant people who are just the body of crisis are in our household. It literally is a foretaste of heaven to me um, mm-hmm. that I get to set in fellowship with someone that I get to do that for eternity with praising our King together. And that is no small ask. And that's no small thing. Um, that's a pretty big, beautiful thing. And these are people that I prayed would enter the kingdom and Jesus said, yes. And I know he's going to keep answering those, mm-hmm. you know? So I think those are just some beautiful things that come to mind that those are big ass, the big ass to keep looking like him because I'm a hot mess most days. And Jesus says, I'm going to do something with that. And I'm going to make it one degree to the next, you know, um, Jesus is any good thing 
that's him walking yeah. with you and that will train your eyes and your ears to to see the harvest because when you can see that harvest then you'll start to plant with reckless abandonment mm-hmm. with such excitement because you know the gardener's going to do something and mm-hmm. you know it's going to be beautiful you know it's like i've i'm a timid gardener and i'm learning to be a adventurous one yeah. through through the giftings of other women in our church uh, but I'll plant sometimes being like, yeah. I don't know, will something happen? And sometimes I uh, feed off of their courage and, and just reckless abandonment of planning. They're like, it's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, it's going to happen, you know. And that's just like earthly gardening. So I'm learning to grow and step to that. But how much so if you knew, guaranteedly, every seed mm-hmm. you plant and you ask, it will grow. Mm-hmm. You would go out there and just go ham. You'd scatter every seed yeah. you could find, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So just learning. Is that your uh, Tennessee lingo coming out? Go ham. <laughs> go ham. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> A little bit of Tennessee right there. Go ham. <laughs> At Piggly Wigglies. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that connects. That's probably where that saying oh comes my from. Gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh man. So I'm so sorry that time has just flowed because I would love for you to talk about the power of the table, mm. the party, the home, and the wedding. Yeah. But we just don't have time. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but it's an invitation, like for some some other occasion to do that. That's um, right. Truly, thank you for coming mm. on and sharing this evening with me and everyone else. And just to close us out, was there anything else you wanted to share? Um, just a, I say that? Just, yeah. I mean, just a big thank you for, you know, you making a space, you know. I, I think you said in the first podcast, or maybe we've just said it, but just making space and room for the Holy Spirit um, to, we just get to, like, brag on Christ. Yep. And that's, like, that's pretty beautiful. And I think it's a unique way to do it in this format because I think it helps clear out a lot of the noise Mm -hmm. and help tune our ears you know the things I've been talking about like tuning our ears it's just a unique way to do that uh, from a woman who has the Holy Spirit in her to another woman who has the Holy Spirit in her and I just you know that's no small thing and that's no that's not a you know that's a pretty beautiful kingdom building thing and so just for you to to just trust Jesus that he put that in your heart and stepping to that and then you know allowing um just any woman that's really excited to brag on Christ to come on here and just say look what Christ has done like once again I just know that these type of podcasts and stories will be I feel like they'll be retold in mm. the new heavens and the new earth you know just like remember when you yeah. know and those are these are the stories that because Christ is king they will be eternal because they'll be about him and there'll be stories that we get to pull up a chair at the table and share and so it's just really cool for me to think that I get to have access and listen to this Mm -hmm. on this side of eternity and get to know these women and Christ in them you know a special gifting that he's scattered in them and I get to kind of see a more full glimpse of that Um, so that's a gift to me personally and just a gift to be able to come on here and be able to say look at Jesus look how good he is and I pray that this be a jump off point for women to to find that treasure and find Christ and be uh, orphans brought home so built up in Christ and keep running the race um, and building the kingdom and being who they are made in Christ Um, so yeah that's really like I said 
call me back another time. We'll talk <laughs> about the power of all those things. Or come over to my house. I'll pour yeah. you a coffee. Whoever is interested. Uh, and we can talk about those things. But um, but I just stole those things from the Bible and Jesus. So <laughs> don't feel like they're original. <laughs> well, we praise you, Lord, for all of this. All of this. Um, so, Ashton, I'm going to let you close this out with something that you've brought. And mm. I am really excited for you to share it. If you've had a chance to listen to your first one, you'll see why. Yeah, so Laura has kindly asked us to share just a writing or a piece kind of from our heart. Like I like to talk about art, putting our insides on the outside. Um, And if you listen to the first uh, podcast about my story, uh, I am the product of legacy. Uh, A legacy of a woman who loved Christ uh, and prayed that over me. Um, And I just get to speak of her. um, And it's just an honoring piece that I wrote about my mammal. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money, but rather a legacy of character and faith. That's just quoting Billy Graham, so that's not for me. But (laughs) someone asked me where my love of dinner parties comes from. As I thought about it in my mind, I went right to her. I was whisked away to my sweetest memories at her table, a table that was set with care. A table that spoke of her deep knowing of each person who filled a chair and a table that had a story for each scratch and burn mark, blemishes in which she treasured and welcomed because she knew her house was not a museum, but a vessel for life and grace, and life is messy. Every person that sat at her table was known and treasured and walked away filled up by truth and joy. Every person who came in with weariness walked away with lifted spirits because she would turn their eyes upon Jesus. This magnificent creature was my mammal, Southern for Grandma, and I am her legacy. Jesus used her life to impact me in such a way that I caught this contagious gift that Jesus gave to her. Because as you read that description of her, just know that she caught it all from Jesus. And if she were here, she would be telling you the same. It is because of Jesus placing her in my life that I see the table as a life-giving tool. And the reason I pray for each chair to be filled with people Jesus wants me to love and for the grace to love them well and point them to our only hope in life and death. My humble prayer is that Jesus would carry on this legacy to my children and that one day when we are seated at the Lamb's Feast, that we would see the faces of people who blessed our table on this side of eternity. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the master gardener is always at work, so let's yield to him and grow where we're planted.